Hello, my fellow electrophiles. My name is Luke, and welcome back to another episode of Formula Electrifying. So, um, this is the season ten preview episode. Just a heads up, I'm not really prepared for this episode. In fact, I was just reminded that this weekend is the race weekend, so this uh episode will probably be chaotic and all over the place. Just a heads up. So, starting off the new season, let's talk about um.、Uh, The teams and drivers first. Just let me open the official website real quick. All right, we have F. Krupa with Lucas Degrassi and Nico Muller, and of course we have Robin Fries back to Envision. I guess it is no surprise that Lucas Degrassi actually leaves Mahindra and to join another team. I think it really says a lot that both Mahindra drivers in the last season all changed teams, and Oliver Rowland didn't even finish the season. So that's definitely something going wrong there. But as for Abt Krupa, they're still stuck with the Mahindra powertrain. So although Degrassi and Muller are really good drivers, my guess is that even if they want to, they can't really perform in their car. Now with that Mahindra powertrain, next up we have Andretti, which have Jake Dennis, the world champion last season, and Norman Nato, a proven race winner, as a lineup. I think Andretti was always a team to watch out. Even in their BMW days, they are constantly in a fight, and they're still using a very strong Porsche powertrain. So I'm fairly confident that they'll still be strong this year. Also, they have a brand new livery featuring a lot of white areas and some blue stripes and the iconic red. But personally, I prefer the old livery. But hey, I bet the new livery. Will be really good in the sunshine. Next up, oh, I see the following official website is actually displaying the team in alphabetical order. So Dias Penske, John Erickson, Stoffel Van Dorn, Don, very solid drivers, and their livery this year is just amazing. The way they invert the black and gold and make the gold more shinier is definitely a good choice. And let's hope the Dias side can. Unlock more of the potential of their powertrain, so that the two can really fight for the championship. Next up, we got Invasion Racing, and they have Sebastian Buemi and Robin Fries as their lineup. And to be honest, both drivers are pretty solid drivers too. I hate to say it every time, but I think the Formula E grid is really crazy. When you watch them race, you know that they are really, really good, and I guess that's why we're still watching it race by race. So next up, we have ERT Racing Team, and who the hell are they? You ask. Well, apparently, they are just Neo Thirty Three Team rebranded, and they are keeping the Dan Dictum and Sergio Setti camera lineup. So yeah, it's a team you want to watch out in the qualifying, and watch them struggle in the main race. Next up, we have Jaguar TCS Racing Team, which have a New Zealanders lineup with Mitch Evans and Nick Cassidy. And both was superb in the last season, so I expect nothing less for them to fighting for the championship. And with Nick Cassidy's form last year, I think in terms of points, it should bring more than Samber last year, which probably makes it possible to let them have the ability to fight for the team's championship as well. So yeah, I think if everything goes right, this is Jaguar's year. And next up, we have Mahindra Racing. Hmm. I'm not sure where the team will go, but I guess if you're in the bottom, 
there's no way to go but up. And they have a complete new lineup because both their drivers just left. So they go for Matara, who was released by Maserati. Our former golden boy, Nick DeVries. To be honest, I think this might just be the weakest pairing on the grid. I mean, Matara is insane on his days, but those days didn't come very often. And Nick DeVries, I think it's really hard to judge because he did win Formula 2. But that's after a lot of good talents left for Formula 1 or other commitments. And even the year he won the Formula E championship, it always feels like, huh, so you're in this position and somehow everybody's bad luck just struck and you somehow just won the championship. In addition, although he might be running some simulation in the Maserati side, he never raced on the Gensui car. And I expect he'll be struggling a lot in the first few races. So really don't have much high hope for them. But hey, it's always good to watch the black horses run to the top. Alright, next up we have Maserati MSG Racing. And this year we have a newbie. Jahan De Ruvula and Maximilian Gunther. Considering in a management point, they are not really good. I will assume they have a relatively low morale in the team. And probably just trying to get by the year. Nevertheless, they're using a modified uh, DS Polytrain, so I think they'll still be at least above Mahindra, but it could really go both ways, so let's see what happens for them. Next up, we have McLaren team, which have Jack Hughes and Sam Bird as a pairing. As last year's demonstrated, Jack Hughes was awesome in the car, but Sam Bird, on the other hand, I think he needs to pick up some pieces. Remember, at one point, multiple seasons, he was fighting for the championship. But in last year, he was making mistakes. And we all know he's way better than this. So let's hope he will get back to um, his prime, so to say. Next up, we have Nissan. With Oliver Rowland and Sasha Fenestrex. Honestly, it's quite a surprise that uh, Nissan actually took Oliver Rowland back. But hey, he's the qualifying machine. And we know he's really, really good. So let's hope Nissan could provide him the package to fight for at least podiums. Last but not least, we have Tegra Pasha Formula E team. I think it's safe to say that Pasha was the surprise in the last season. They got it right in the first time, but then it was all downhill. And now with Jaguar already catch up with them, I think it will be very hard for them to just pull away like the very first few races last season. And in terms of strategies, I think they are a little bit weaker when compared to Jaguar Envision and even Andretti. So I think they will be there or thereabout. But still, they could only watch other people get the championship. Alright, now we've go through the teams. Let's go through the calendars. And obviously, we have Mexico City just around the corner. And then we go to Diria and then Sao Paulo. In March, we'll go to Tokyo. And although we lost Rome, we now got Misano for the Italian Ypri. In late April, we go to Monaco. And then there comes the Berlin doubleheader with a modified layout, and then we make it back to China, Shanghai, doubleheader as well. And then we have Portland, and in the end, you know we have to have it. London, doubleheader, for the season finale. Fun fact, I think Hyderabad was originally on the calendar, but somehow been taken out. So yeah, it's a shame that we lost that. So from the way it looked, we have a lot of small races in the first half of the season, and then it's all doubleheader from May 
and if my memory serves me right, I think they will be introducing attack charge in the double headers. So if we're lucky, we'll see the attack charge in action in Deria late January. So yeah, that's the whole season of Formula E in 8 minutes. And let's hope this is a good year. And before I wrap things up, I do have some announcements to make. This might be the end of Formula Electrifying, at least in terms of podcasting. You see, since last time we catch up, I've been assigned to a new position professionally, and, and now I don't really have the luxury to spend hours researching, getting invoices, write a script, record, and edit a podcast. As you can probably tell from my voice, I'm actually really tired right now. So that's the first reason that I may not make another episode for Formula Electrifying. The second reason for me is that, as of now, I still don't know how on earth I could watch the race live. In my country, we don't really have a licensed broadcaster. And in the last few seasons, it's rather easy because you just open the VPN, set it to United Kingdom, open YouTube, go to Channel 4 Sport, and that's it. But I haven't checked yet, so I'm not sure if the new uh, broadcasting partner of Formula E, TNT, follows the same route. Since even I might not be able to watch the race live, I no longer feel comfortable to promote Formula E like this. So yeah, this might be the end of Formula Electrifying. And even if it survives, I will no longer do it on a race-by-race schedule. The podcast format will probably be more in line like this episode which is simply chatting to you guys, looking things up as I go. So basically, putting no effort in the episode. <laughs> so yeah, that's all for me for now in this episode. I've been Luke, and you are listening to Formula Electrifying. If you like what you're listening, uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff, I guess I don't really care anymore. So, until next time, see ya.